want to say thank you to all of our families that jumped in to help read Matthew 28. That's our text, our beginning text this morning. Just that opportunity to remember uh, what the Word of God had to say about this incredible day that we are celebrating. Jesus is alive and victorious. It's awesome. And he is moving in our lives. And I love, of course, what I really love about this text is that Listen, we're celebrating that Jesus is alive. There's no question about that issue, and that, and that is resolved. But listen, what I see in this text in Matthew 28 is not just that Jesus is alive, but the resurrection is, the, is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And I, I think it's easy at times that we'll look, we'll look at the resurrection as maybe the culmination of all things. But that's not actually true. Now listen, the resurrection is critical. It's the most important thing, right? There, it, without the resurrection, there is no Christ. Without the resurrection, there is no faith. Without that empty tomb, listen, our, our, our lives don't have the meaning and purpose that they have. The resurrection is everything. But listen to me, it's just the starting point. The resurrection is just the starting point, right? Because this, this is what we get to see from the resurrection. First and foremost, we get to see the powerful holiness of God and the powerful mercy and love of God colliding. And in fact, if you got to connect with us on Friday night during our, our Good Friday service that we had, uh, that we streamed out, um, we got to talk about that a little bit, the collision of these things, of the, the glory and the holiness of God with his mercy and love. And so we see from the resurrection the definitive power of God. There is nothing that contains him. Death cannot overcome him. God is over all things. So we get to see this powerful God moving uh, from the resurrection. We also get to see that from the resurrection, the full declaration that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is ruling and reigning at the right hand of the Father uh, even now, he is alive, and not just figuratively, meaning he is in his body, alive. Bodily resurrection is what we saw on that Easter Sunday. It's what we celebrate today. And so with, without, of course, the Son of God and without his sacrifice, right, there is no hope and there is no peace and there is no tranquility. There's no future apart from that work that Jesus did on the cross and then coming out alive out of the grave. But, be, but even beyond that, listen, it's this reminder, the resurrection is this reminder that God is saying, listen, now is the time to run with me. Now is the moment for us because I'm just getting started. I'm not finished with you and you are not yet home. And that's what we see right there at the end of Matthew 28, that Jesus is risen from the dead. But then immediately we get the declaration from Jesus. His heart cry to us, he says in verse 19, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, meaning anchor this down in people's lives, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we see here that God is calling from the resurrection to bring people into his family. He's calling for, he's opening his arms wide to the entire earth and saying, I want you in my family. And of course, the question is, why is he doing this? So the, the, 
the resurrection happens. Jesus comes out victorious. It is clear that God is the God of the universe. And then, but then he says, that's not the end. I want people to come into my family. And the question is, why? Because if you go back to the night where Jesus was talking with his disciples, the night that he was arrested, if you will go back to John chapter 14, and we'll watch this conversation taking place, Jesus with his followers, and he says this powerful thing. Let me set it up for you. That he's, he's letting them know how badly things are about to go. He's letting them know he's going to go to the cross, that he's prophesying even that his, the very men that are in that room are gonna leave him completely. They're not going to... They're not going to, to stand up with him, but they're all going to scatter. And so it's a very, very heavy night for his followers as he's describing what's about to take place. And they feel the weight. You can even, as you're reading the text, you can feel the weight of that moment. And it's in the midst of all of that, he makes this promise and declaration. It's so good. John chapter 14, verse one. Let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Now, this is a heavy moment, and he's looking in their eyes, and he might even be looking into our eyes as, as we're in the midst of a very heavy moment. And here's what he says. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, then I will come Again, and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Listen, here's what he's saying is there are gonna be these moments in life that are really shaky. There's going to be these moments in life and, and they were sitting in that moment where you feel troubled. You feel the weight of not everything is right. Not everything is okay. And there's gonna be these moments where fear wants to take over or have its way in our minds or in our hearts. And Jesus looks them squarely in the eye and says, here is the promise. Life may be shaky, but I am not. I'm not shaky. And he says, trust me. And he gives these promises. Here's what he says. He says, I am making a home for you. I'm making a home for you and I'm coming to get you. See, this is what the resurrection is about. It's the beginning place for us to begin to step into the promises of God. There are so many promises that are accomplished because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But this one here, he's telling the disciples who are feeling the weight of being troubled in their hearts, and he says, I am preparing something so far beyond anything you could imagine, and you need to know this. I'm coming for you. I'm coming after you. And so what I wanna do is just unpack these two promises that Jesus makes to his disciples. See, everything else can be crumbling. Everything else can be crumbling. But Jesus says, but my plans are not crumbling. I'm making a home that is ready for you. Now, uh, we had you earlier, we had you text in the things that made you feel at home. And we wanna just take a minute to think about the concept of home. And so we're gonna throw up a couple of your responses on the screen. What is something that makes you feel at home? Home. What's something that makes you feel at home? Music 
makes me feel at home. I love that. That is so cool. Music creates an incredible environment. Something else, home-cooked meals that mom makes. Home-cooked meals that mom makes. That's it. That's, that is the, one of the great things about home. I love that. I feel most at home with lots of pillows, blankets, candles, coffee, and the people I love. That, if, if anything screams home, that's it. I love that. I love that answer. Thank you. I feel at home when I'm with my family, so it's the people that you're with. They are the best. Man, it's awesome that you love family. Isn't that so good to be able to have that feeling? No matter where I am, a warm hug will always make me feel at home. So it's not even about a location there, but just being connected and connected. Uh, with each other. And then home is family. We'll finish with this one. No matter how much we get on each other's nerves while in this quarantine, and I thank you for your honesty, it would be empty without them. Doesn't matter if your family is immediate or if, the, uh, or if it's the friends that you have imprinted on your lives. Home is where the heart is. And nothing could be truer. See, when we think about this concept of home, when we think about the idea, this promise that Jesus is preparing a home for you, we have to begin to think about what that actually means, what is involved with a home. And as we begin to feel that, we can look around and go, man, there are so many of these incredible things that we experience and pictures that we have of what home is, and yet at the same time, this is not it. There are little pictures of what true home is really about here in this life, but it's not the totality, right? Because none of those things can we have all the time. In fact, you can actually be in your home, but not feel at home. And that's one of the things that we feel in this time before we get to see Jesus face to face is that we know that deep down something's not right. In fact, uh, we've been in our home my wife uh, has some incredible kind of home feelings, nostalgic feelings of gardening. It's something that her grandmother did. And so we've been building, we've had all this extra time being together. So we've been building this garden and, uh, and putting up a fence around it and building these raised beds and doing all these things. And, and for my wife, something that makes her feel at home is being in the middle of that garden doing that. But uh, what I know for what is in my wife's heart is that while it's awesome and it makes you feel homey and nostalgic that every longing in her heart really is for another day. There's a garden that's coming. There's a home that's coming. There are, there's a relating that is coming. Whether you're uh, whether you're, what makes you feel at home is something that you see or something that you smell or even hear music or all of those things. Every one of those pieces that we feel here in this life is awesome, but it's just a shadow. We know that ultimately they cannot, the things here cannot totally make and give to us everything that's really longing in our heart. Even the loving people that we're with, uh, they also fall short. But nothing is quite like the home that is being prepared. We craft these spaces around us to create that sense of comfort, of knowing of being known, and yet it's not the totality, it's not the fulfillment. The resurrection is the declaration. God is coming and ready to make his home with you.
He's preparing a home for you and I right now. The world's looking out in the middle. We can be at home and we can still look out at the world around us and go, there's something not right. We're in the middle of a quarantine and be able to say, there's something not right. This is not the end result. This isn't home. This isn't our final hope. This is not our final destination. And Jesus is saying, hey, the promise that I'm making is that I've got a home for you that will never let you down. I have a connection with you that will never be vanquished. I'm here and making a place ready to give your heart true rest. The point of that resurrection is to be able to say, I have been raised to life. I've been raised to life and someday you will too. See, this life is not actually true life. We get to be here in this moment bodily but there's coming a day where true life is actually going to begin. And it is in the presence of God. This is what the resurrection has afforded us. Jesus was the first to rise. But listen, church, we all, for all that call on the name of Jesus, will rise with him one day and truly be home. And all the cry of our heart and everything that we long for in this life that always falls short will be finally answered in the presence of Jesus Therefore, because of that, because what God has done, hear this, make yourself ready. Make yourself ready. Church, I wanna say, the resurrection is screaming. Come on, it's time to run. Let's make ourselves ready. Because what Jesus says is, I'm going to bring you to myself. Meaning he has prepared a place for us. He is preparing even now a place for us but also he is going to bring us to himself. He is at work right now to draw us in. I love what Jesus prayed on that same night right before he's arrested. In John chapter 17, he's, we get to see this final communication with the father and here's what he says. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me at where I am. It's actually... He's actually praying for you and me in this moment. I'm asking that they may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Here's, the, here's what's in his heart. He knows he's going to the cross. He's going into the grave and the father is going to, by his power, remove and pull him out of the grave. And he's saying, here's what I want. I want them to be with me. This is what I want. This is my aim. The point of the resurrection is to say, I'm opening up a gateway. He might be looking at you and me right now just to say, I want you to be with me. In fact, I just wanna even say that over you. I wanna say that over our church. I wanna say it over the city, over our nation, over the earth. Here's what I wanna say. Jesus coming out of the grave is screaming. This is what we see from the scripture. I want them to be with me, to see my glory. The Lord would say to you, I want you to be with me. I want you to see my glory. I want you to have all the hopes that are in your heart realized in my face, in my countenance, with my person. And here he goes on to, to pray. He says, Father, I made, in verse 26, Father, I made your name known to them and I'm gonna continue to make it known 
that the love with which you have loved me may be in them. Listen, Jesus' stated desire for the church is that he wants us to be with him and to love him with the same ferocity that the Father loves the Son. That's where we're headed. The point of the resurrection is to move, to pull us into that place. The way that we're made to be ready to be with Jesus one day is to have our hearts lit on fire for him. This is what he's doing. This is his sole purpose in our lives. This is what the resurrection is actually bringing us to. It's blaring this this victorious move of Jesus over the grave is saying, not only am I making a home for you, one that far surpasses your wildest imagination, your wildest expectations. If you can imagine, if you could even begin to think about what it might be like to be in the presence of God, can I guarantee you, you haven't scratched the surface of what that actually means. And the resurrection is screaming Listen, I'm bringing you to this place. It's gonna far surpass your expectations. But hear this, not only am I doing that, but right now I am writing a new story in your life. I'm crafting, I'm bringing you to myself. There's so much wrapped up in what it means for Jesus to I'm gonna bring you to myself for all that put their hope in Christ because of his life, because of the resurrection. Every one of us is being made brand new. We're getting a new story, not just in a one-time moment, but each and every day, God's writing a new story. Right now, today, listen, you have a new story that's unfolding. It is fresher, it's more powerful, and you are one day closer right now to coming to that place, to being made ready to come to that place of being at home with Jesus. Therefore, I want you to hear this, because of that, Everything about your life is leading to this moment. Everything is winding. Every moment, every battle, every victory, every joy, every moment of laughter, every tear shed, they're all meant to drive us closer to the Lord. The resurrection is just the beginning. Right now is the moment where Jesus is drawing his people to himself. So, Today is a new beginning. The resurrection isn't the end of the story. It's the beginning of your story, of you being raised to life. Hear this. Jesus being raised to life is the beginning of you and I being raised to life. You get to begin a brand new story, maybe even today, a new story, new story in your home, new story in your marriage, new story with your children, new story in your workplace, new story in this crazy world that we're in the middle of. God's writing this new story. You're an incredible story. I, you know, I, I love, uh, some of you are avid readers and you love reading books. Some of you are not avid readers, but because of the quarantine, you've now become avid readers. And, uh, It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whether you're a great reader or not, what everyone loves is a story where they can't stop, but what what we might call a page turner, where you're reading a book and you get to the end of the chapter and you just, you've got, I have to keep going, I can't stop. We've all read books where like, I can't put this thing down. We love those stories. I've I've gotten to to read and listen to, I love audio books and listen to a couple of books that are just like, I just wanna keep going, it's awesome. 
those kinds of books that you can't put down. Listen, I want you to hear this carefully. Your story, you, your story is a page turner. You've got all kinds of ups and downs taking place, victories and valleys, all kinds of things that are taking place. You've had some really great and amazing wins, and you've had some shocking defeats. We've all had those experiences. You are a story that's being written. Your story is a page turner, and we're trying to see how this thing is going to end. You're being crafted and made new, and there's a new story that's being written. New chapters are developing in your life. There are new, and because of the resurrection, hear this, it's not just new story, but it's new life and new power, new ways for you to overcome broken places today. Because of the resurrection, listen, there are new, there's new power that's made available to you to be able to stand up victoriously and fight, to step into new levels of freedom. This is what God is writing for you. You might be able to look back on your life. You can look back on your chapter four of your life or chapter 12 of your life and go, man, those were some pretty ugly chapters. Those are some really hard chapters. And you thought that those chapters counted you down and out. But that's not the case. The resurrection says they were the chapter leading to this incredible page-turning story that God is writing. So step into new life. Don't hold back. If you've got a past that is trying to hold you back, the resurrection is saying, I'm writing a story. I'm bringing you to myself there's something new and fresh that is unfolding and I'm leading every one of those moments, the good chapters and the hard chapters, they're all leading us closer to Christ. They're all leading us to that promise that Jesus made as he prayed to the Father. Father, I want them to be with me and I want them to love me with the same power that you have loved me. This is what God's leading us to. Those are the stories that are being written those are the things that God is accomplishing even in this moment. There is a story that is ending with life and power and promise. It's time to step into it. It's not just something, listen, the resurrection is not just something we celebrate. It is something we live out. We're being raised to life. It's what he's doing right here and right now. John chapter 11, he asked this question. John chapter 11. Actually, he, well, he asked this question at the end of this, but I want to read this to you. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He's making it really clear that the resurrection is not an event, but he is the resurrection himself. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never, ever die. And then he asks the question, do you believe this? Do you believe? That's the question. That's the central, this is what we're coming down to. Where the father says, where Jesus himself actually says, I'm the resurrection and the life. If you'll believe in me and put your trust in me, Though a man dies, he actually lives. Nothing, no calamity, no virus, no trouble 
can change the promise that God has made a home for you and he is pulling you into that home. He's writing a brand new story for you and it's a page turner and it's good and you have an incredible ending and it will never end in death for all that call on the name of Jesus. It's what he finishes when we go back to John 14. Jesus says, hey, listen, you know where I am going and Thomas goes, I don't, we don't have any idea, Lord. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I've got your answer. I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Here's the way. The way, the answer, the direction of your life, the direction of my life is not a place. It is a person. That's where Jesus is bringing you. Your job and your family and your workplace and your friendships, they're all about Jesus drawing us to himself. That's the point of the life that we see from the resurrection. So here's my question. What will your new story be? What's your story gonna be? That's what is being asked of us when we see the resurrection. What's your story? I wanna pray. And let's just begin to ask, if you would, maybe you can close your eyes. I know we're on a stream, and, but we're just gonna take a moment to pray and just ask, Lord, how am I supposed to respond? What's my story? What are you writing in me? Some of you are, maybe you're following Jesus right now, but your story feels really rough. You're in the middle of a chapter where maybe you feel alone or you feel deserted and the Lord wants to encourage you. Son, daughter, I see you and I'm bringing you to myself. There are some of you that you're not entirely sure you know what it means to follow Jesus. You've not walked in a relationship. Maybe you've known about him. Maybe you grew up in church and you've got some ideas about Jesus, but you can't say that you're functioning and thriving in a real relationship with the Son of God. And God's here writing your story and he's declaring the truth of the resurrection that the resurrection is not just a moment, it's a person It's a life and there's a promise that God is ready to make a home for you and bring you to himself. And it's time to come home. It's time to come home, not to a building, not to a house. It's time to come home to a person. That's the call. The Lord would have you respond to him today. So here's what we wanna do. We're gonna finish with worship just being able to declare our love for him, to believe that he's our king, we're gonna do that. But I wanna say this, if you're, in a pla- if you're in a really hard place right now and you feel like your story's being written, but it's really hard, you're a follower of Jesus, but it's really difficult right now. And maybe, you, maybe you've lost income or uh, you've lost your job, or maybe it's sickness or, or even something has been taking place at your home, or maybe the relationships are are, are in turmoil, and you're just going, this is a hard chapter in my life. We want to know. We've made our Connect card just available to you. You can go to our website, newriverfellowship.com slash connect, and just let us know. We want to come alongside you. 
We're not gonna leave you alone. We wanna say we're here to jump in with you. You can go to that website, click on that link and fill out and just say, hey, click, all you have to do is click prayer and then, and then let us know at the bottom, say, here's how you can pray for me. How can we come alongside you? How can we be a resource? How can we help you? We wanna come alongside you because Jesus here is in this moment writing your story. For those of you that are ready to step into a life-changing relationship with the Son of God, then we have that same Connect card available for you. I want you to go to that same link, newriverfellowship.com slash connect. Go there and say, I'm ready to start a relationship with the Lord. Let us know who you are and then we'll follow up with you. We'll get resources to you to begin walking with you. We wanna, we want this, this day of celebration of the resurrection to be the story, the chapter that's written saying God is changing your life. This is what we believe the Lord wants to do. We're gonna finish worshiping this morning. We're gonna finish our time together by just worshiping. Let's give our hearts to the Lord wherever you're at, whatever you're going through. Let's lay our lives down and say, God, write the story. Draw me to yourself. I don't wanna stay on the outskirts. I don't wanna say, I don't want chapters that are being built on things that are empty. I want this chapter of my life to matter. Lord, draw me to yourself. We wanna be with you and we wanna love you the same way the Father has loved you. Would you do that in us, we ask, in the mighty name of Jesus.